Welcome to Happiness, an Inside Job. This is episode 64, How to Live Your Best Life in Quarantine, and I'm your host, Connie Atkinson. Happiness, an Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children utilizing powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationships with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. everyone doing? My guess is that your life is not a whole lot different than mine. Six weeks ago when we started this, we thought it would be a pretty temporary situation. And today school just had a soft closure extended through the end of the school year. So what once felt like it was a temporary situation is feeling a tiny bit more permanent now. At first, we were just trying to be a little bit patient until our life could go back to normal, and now we're realizing this might just be our new normal. So the questions I keep asking myself are, what can I learn from this time that is really going to make me a better person? And I also ask myself, how can I live my best life in quarantine instead of waiting for quarantine to end so I can start living my best life? So instead of spending each one of these days wishing I had my old life back, I'm going to share with you a couple of ideas that we have adopted around my house to see if some of them might serve you as well. Now, just gaining a simple understanding of our brains is really the first step in learning how to master them. One of the basic needs that our brain has is it has this need to control something. We may even fool ourselves into thinking we need to control everything, but that simply isn't true. If we can give ourselves some things that we can control, then our brains can relax just a tiny bit and not have to actually control everything. Now, the tricky part is most of us do not live alone. And not only do we want to control some things, but some people that we live with might want to control some things too. Now, as much as I may want to control everyone around me, that just doesn't work out real well. So instead of getting hung up on that, I decided to focus on what I truly can control, which is myself. I can set a schedule for myself every day. I can get up and get dressed so that I feel great about myself and I'm dressed for success. I also can control my routine. When I wake up in the morning, I make sure that I have my day planned out. What do I want to accomplish and when is it going to get done? The other thing I can really control is my diet. At the first part of this quarantine, I sort of felt like I was a victim of what everyone else was eating. When somebody wanted breakfast, I'd make it for them, even though I don't eat breakfast. And then because it was there, I'd eat it too. I realized there is no one living in this house that isn't capable of pouring themselves a bowl of cereal or making themselves breakfast if they want it. So I decided if I'm cooking, I am totally happy to cook for anyone who wants it. Other than that, 
I can choose to let people fend for themselves based on what food's available in the house, and I don't need to feel like a full-time short order cook. I can decide ahead of time what I want to eat and when, and I can stick to my plan. And I feel so much better that way when I'm eating healthy and making sure I'm learning and getting things done and developing talents. I feel so much better about myself. Now, I'm not going to lie. There's a little bit of control freak in me and allowing myself permission to let somebody else control something is a little bit more tricky than finding something about my life that I want to control. Understanding that my giving them something to control is equally as important to their mental health as it is to mine. I have forced myself to relinquish control over a few things. Number one has been homework. I make sure that it gets done, but when they do it is up to them. As long as they're meeting their deadlines, they get to decide when they do it. We've also started dividing out the cooking a little bit so that each person feels a little bit of control over what we're having for dinner, and they also feel a little bit of responsibility for helping make sure it gets cooked. So I challenge you to just take a minute and really reflect on control. Make a list of the control that you do have over your own life, and then make lists of realms of control that you're willing to allow other people in your household to take care of and take ownership over. One thing I have really tried to add to my schedule every day is to learn something new. Now, maybe I'm going to learn something intellectual by listening to a new podcast or doing research on Google. Whether you choose to really dig deep and research the same subject every day, just get in deeper and deeper, or whether you decide to research lots of things, learning keeps your mind occupied and it gives you something to do. It's also a great idea to work on a project, have a big project that you're working on that you can do just a little bit every day. It gives your brain something to look forward to and a way to really feel busy. Now this week marked a hard deadline for a summer vacation that we have looked forward to for over a year. A decision had to be made and the only responsible decision seemed to be to cancel it. I may have cried real tears when I had to push the button on that one. If a canceled family vacation is the worst tragedy that falls on our family during this COVID-19 pandemic, we are doing okay. In fact, a wise friend gave me a great piece of advice to try to cheer me up. I had never before considered virtual travel. Nowadays, you can get on Google Maps and literally walk the streets anywhere you want. It can be the remotest of the locations. There are so many fun YouTube videos and so many places that you can see. And with the right amount of creativity, we can mentally be there, whether we're physically there or not. But what a great way to adapt to our current situation. What if we really take the opportunity to see the world virtually? Now, oddly enough, one of the greatest blessings I have found during this quarantine situation is the ability to connect, truly connect with other people. Now, it seems odd because we can't physically be with them, but there are other ways that we are creatively figuring out to connect with other people. People are really taking advantage of Zoom rooms and Skype calls and Google Hangouts. 
we can honestly connect with other people virtually through Marco Polo and Snapchat and live video conferencing calls. I am amazed and impressed by the creative ways people are coming up with to connect. Now, I have also had the opportunity to connect with my children in ways that I didn't imagine. My two teenagers are really being such good sports about this, but they are not having fun. Today, they had the creative idea of dressing up as if they were in the teen beach movie and dressed up like that, they walked into PetSmart to pick out the perfect new pet. They each picked out the perfect dwarf hamster for them. Now, this is a true story. I couldn't even make this up if I tried. The last thing the clerk told them before we left the stores was, be careful, these guys are really fast. In fact, I think they're called robo-dwarf hamsters. So we got in the car, and it had not even been 30 seconds when Emily's hamster got loose. In fact, it crawled underneath the seat from the front seat to the back seat, got Ashlyn's hamster all excited. It crawled out of Ashlyn's hands. Then they're both loose in the car while I'm trying to drive down the street. Emily's begging me to pull the car over so they can get him. Ashlyn grabs one of the hamsters. Emily's trying to get her hamster when it crawls up to the tip of the front of the car and into the car. This poor little hamster is seriously lost, and Emily is devastated that the perfect little pet for her is now lost in the engine of the car. Now, fast forward through 10 minutes of intense drama, and we got home. Emily took apart the underneath of my, the inside of my car, discovered there are tons of wires in there. Luckily, that hamster hadn't chewed through anything, and after about 30 minutes of using her phone flashlight, she finds this teeny, teeny, tiny little dwarf hamster. Now, it was a whole lot of drama, and it was not my top idea of how to spend the day, but it was the perfect way for me to connect with my teenagers in a meaningful way for them today. Now, in an ideal world, I'd get to pick the perfect activity to connect over tomorrow, but they're teenagers. So in a real world, it's probably not going to happen. But it has been really fun for me to take time out of my day and do something that they think is fun. Now, in the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that one of my favorite questions I like to ask myself is, what do I want to learn from this situation? In what way is this situation going to forever change me as a person? And I want to give you a couple ideas I've come up with. One of those is definitely that there are really good people in this world. Not only have we been the recipient of some really great acts of service, I hope that I can emulate that example and be one of those people who is always looking for meaningful ways to serve other people. Now, this week, we got a random box in the mail. When we opened it up, it was a unicorn cookie decorating kit. Now, I had no idea that such a thing existed from Sweet Tooth Fairy, nor could I have predicted how much my teenagers and young adults would love that activity. We seriously spent an hour laughing over making cookies and obsessing over making the perfect unicorn cookie. 
Another thing I have really learned is to appreciate family time and to just get over yourself and not be afraid to really laugh. An example of this would be something that started out as a little bit of a tragedy in our house when a couple of girls decided to vacuum the hardwood floor. Now, of course, the vacuum put a little scratch on the hardwood floor, but they decided to take care of that by oiling it. Okay, so I had a very oiled hardwood floor right in the entryway that everybody has to walk over to go anywhere. At first, this was just really irritating and dangerous. And then we all just laughed because that oil wasn't going anywhere. And laughing was really the only sane way to handle it. In an attempt to soak up some of the excess oil, a couple of these young adults invented hardwood floor dancing where they made some pretty hysterical videos of themselves basically doing figure skating on the hardwood floor and trying to soak up this oil with their socks and their bums. I mean, when life deals you lemons, you could either be mad about it or you can just make lemonade. So this week we made lemonade by dancing on the hardwood floors. So when I asked myself the question, what lessons have I learned during quarantine that I really want to stick after this is over and life goes back to quote unquote normal, I really want to remember that slowing down a little bit and taking time to really enjoy the people around you, taking the time to laugh and be spontaneous and to serve other people, those are things really worth slowing down for. I'd love to hear what creative coping strategies y'all are coming up with in your families. Please message me. And if you can think of any friends in your life that could really benefit from listening to this message, please share the podcast with them. It's absolutely free and it's only about 15 minutes of their time. My favorite way to listen to a podcast is while I'm doing something else. It's working smarter rather than harder. I'm learning twice as much and getting twice as much done. And remember, if you'd really like my help diving deep into the strategies for managing your brain around the world around you, drama and all, please visit me on my website at www.happiness-andinsidejob.com. Head over to the ThoughtWorks tab and join now and all the information is right there.